Right. Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Michael Laurent. It is Tuesday, August 10th. In this episode, we welcome you to season two, motherfuckers, two. <laughs> In this episode, we have, we'll talk, the less we talk about the Charity Shield, the better. Our predictions for this season. But first, Mike, this feels, this narrative feels normal. I'm feeling a very early 2000s Yankees Red Sox in this transfer window. Mm. There seems to be an arms race happening. What say There is. Yeah, it's fun to watch Chelsea start and load up and kind of rival Manchester City. They they clearly going into the season there by far the team with the other war chest. Liverpool's not doing anything. United got Sancho, but even that that's a big move, right? That was a huge money Sancho move. They got Varane. Varane. <laughs> so, there's and, and honestly, even – and Spurs are starting to make moves too. So it's interesting to see – it's not so much a one-two punch, but the the Premier League royalty, if you will, is starting to show their weight and their might. And we always knew that would happen to some extent. We didn't maybe think it would be this extreme coming out of the pandemic, but that's exactly what's happening because of the pandemic, right? A lot of the you know lower teams and everybody's rating Inter – uh, for their financial troubles, right? So we'll talk all about that. Um, but yeah, it's been really intriguing to see a lot of these teams loading back up with the season just five days, four days away now. So, um, yeah. so it'll so really. I didn't. I didn't know that I've been. I've started itching to tell you. Was just like, I didn't think about this, but I listened to my proverbial podcast, the Totally Football Show, my other shows. Financial fair play has been suspended. So that really? might be why Messi is available for PSG. Yeah, they're not. It's on high. It's on holiday. It's just like well, oh, he's a free agent. I guess it's yeah, but it's still wages. It's still it's ratio of debt to your yeah. income. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's one thing. Financial fair play waived. If there's a time to buy and worry about it later, now's the time. Yeah. Um, you've got Lukaku's gone through. He is a Chelsea player. That happened after mm-hmm. he said, "I love it here. I never want to go." So uh, let's so- let's. Let's go back and explore that a little bit more because, yeah. like you were just saying, Lataro Martinez is the next name that is supposedly leaving Inter. Um, it's been an interesting few weeks for him, right? Because he was rumored to Arsenal and then Spurs basically gazumped Arsenal and got actually agreed to a fee with Inter. Uh, and that was reported over the weekend that they had agreed previously. And then all yeah. of a sudden come busting through the doors is Roman Abramovich music's his music, and uh, they throw a hundred million at at Inter for Romelu Lukaku, who yeah. those who re- will remember, they sold him to Everton for thirty million. What was that? Eight years ago, nine years ago now. Um, and, but, but United sold him to Inter for eighty. Yes, I and Inter still owes a bunch highest, of money for that sale. He's the highest costing player ever. In total how is he more than Ronaldo? Because Ronaldo's are, are are not as high in those in those two deals, eighty and one twenty. No way, it's not even close. Yeah, he's over two fifty. That's wow. insane. Yeah, that's just weird because he's not the player you'd think would be the guy. But it's no. always going to be the most recent player. The other load up things sure. we're seeing we're seeing Arsenal getting spooked now. They're in for Silva, Bernardo. They're in for your boy Madison. They're looking mm-hmm. for that ten, that creative player to go with their strike force. That while not world-class, is good. Like, I got no beef with Lacazette, Aubameyang, and, and Kedia. That's doable. It's not – I mean, they, you know, they're not terrible. 
They could well, do worse. Lacazette's not good, but I still would think, you know, there's a player like, like Gabriel is going to, Martinelli, he's going to have a, a chance Mar- to Right, to they say have something. Martinelli, right, they have so, other guys, right? They and Emile Smith-Rowe in the 10, well, I'm, I want to talk about him in a later segment, but I, I think Arsenal has got a lot of players on their books and they're kind of confused about what to do with them and where to move them. And Lacazette and Aubameyang are two of them. Um, I'm not sure if they're leading the line. I like Nketiah. That's what I mean. If they're like, if they're leading the line and they haven't been banished to this phantom zone um, with Mesut Ozil's eyes, uh, what are we, what are we going to see out of Arsenal this year? So that's something we'll talk about a little bit more too, but uh, is James Madison the right fit? I know his, his teammate, Jamie Vardy had the opportunity to go to uh, Arsenal, but three, four years ago after they won the title, he said no. Uh, so is Madison maybe going to talk to him? Maybe have some second thoughts there. You know what? I'm not right sure. Thing? what the, what the right move is for them. And, you know, Madison had a really poor end to last season. He didn't really, he wasn't, didn't have any goal contributions in the last eight games. Um, he had a strong start. He had some injuries and all that stuff. I remember being taken with a few of his press conferences. Like he was genuinely articulate yeah, and he was standing in there and a- answering all the questions, but I'm, I'm not sure how he'll fit in that side. Not, not, knocking his talent at all, but we'll see how that goes. And then we've got one more uh, transfer that I want to talk about. Who is it, Laurent? Um, I, I, uh, what's the other transfer? Uh, Josh, Sargent. Sargent. Josh Sargent, the ginger assassin. Yes, um, he is in the Premier League now. There's an American yeah. among us. Yeah, yeah. So Josh Sargent, a really a hard-running physical presence up front. He's got that Gabriel Jesus, Danny Welbeck version of striker who doesn't score any goals and runs everywhere. It is hard to score goals on bad teams. And Werder Bremen in the Bundesliga did get relegated. So mm-hmm. he's coming from a relegated side. It's not the best, but, you know, you never know. And I think the thing to think about with the teams that are being promoted in specifically Brentford, sorry, actually all three, between Brentford, Norwich, and Watford. Watford yeah, You have three clubs that have a process. They know what they're doing. They may not get to the echelons of the league, but they're not going to fuck up. They know what they're doing. They have a plan. They have a way to play. Watford, very much a team that is in the Italian model where they do lots and lots of transfers, fire coaches all the time, have yeah. a, a network of players that they move in and out between the clubs. You have uh, Norwich, which is a fiscally responsible team that's very much a scouting and development system with Weber. I've talked about him before continuity with Farca. And then you have Brentford, which is owned by a gambler who is very super duper analytic based. Like Mm -hmm. they know all the numbers they're crunching everything. And you know, they're literally their owner is a gambler who is the partner of the owner and chairman of Brent of, of Brighton. So two gamblers, professionals who got out of the game, but now do data and they made money on the data side of prediction and, and actuary and all that stuff. So we've got three really well-run promoted sides. So if Sargent's going to Norwich, that's a good a sign. Good sign. It means yeah. they see something in him being undervalued. So mm-hmm. it's in the, I hate to say money ball because we haven't found a better way, a better term yet, but it's in the, this is a well-run club. It's in the fancy club. stats category, right? Like right. there isn't, yeah. Um, but no, I'm excited. I'm excited for him to kind of get some eyes. Uh, he's not coming into a team where he has to be the guy either. They have Timu Puki. Uh, he'll honestly be able to come pick up some things from him. I hope. Um, but, but I, I'm I'm but excited Pukki's for him. 
29 and 28. And, right. And, right. But his movement is so good. Like, it's weird. He's old and never really did well in Germany. But when you watch Norwich, despite the fact that they lost were, and were bad, they gave up like 80 goals, which is a lot. It yeah. was because someone would fuck up. It wasn't well, because of the way they were playing. <laughs> well, going back to the game plan, right? Like yeah. the one thing I think, especially for Brentford and and uh, Norwich, they're not going to be afraid of you. And that's the thing I'm excited about. And Watford too, to a lesser extent. They're not going to run from you. They're not going to turtle. They're not going to basically Burnley or West Brom their way together to a point and try to stay above water and stay you know above the relegation race. They're going to go for it, and they're going to punch you right in the mouth. And that's why Friday's game is a perfect game to start the season. It's Brentford versus Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal's – You know what? Uh, Arsenal's going to lose. <laughs> they've got their yeah, they've got their preseason wobble. Spurs just beat them and beat their their first team the other day in a preseason yeah. friendly uh, that wasn't so friendly. Um, yeah. But nice. and and Brentford's like I said, they're unafraid of you. They're going to come right at you, and that's what you want, right? As a neutral, when you're watching the Premier League, you have you know whether you have your team or not. Um, if you're watching games aside from your favorite club, you want to see good football. And th- and these these teams are going to at least play the game the way it's meant to be played. The game that's going to be incredible is like circle your calendar. I don't know when it is, but Brentford Norwich is going to be amazing. <laughs> right. Because they, be- they went at it in the championship right. because Brentford had a much better team than the one that came up. The, Mo- the Malpay team, which I know it sounds weird because he was terrible in Brighton. Right. Uh, can't. Well, well, I have a surprise about Brighton. Uh, for this season, <laughs> shockingly, shockingly, as as we go through it. But uh, I just, I just have one little shout out that I hope everyone is following along on, and uh, it's, it's that I've been for the last ten days been doing little capsules of uh, of the Premier League, uh, covered every team from ten down. Uh, I got Liverpool in third here, but you know, join the Facebook page. It's got really good stuff there. You know, it really helps. We talk about lots of fun shit, but uh, I've had a top 10. Good conversations around it, Liverpool being third. Uh, I think the Spurs one was probably the most commented on because I put them <laughs> in eighth because I'm assuming uh, collapse. But now I you know, I don't know why I did it. It just felt like they were in seventh last season and they're going to lose Harry Kane. I don't no, think they're, they're going to. Play. We'll talk about them uh, in the – Top four segment, uh, but <laughs> we will uh, no. We'll talk about them in a bit, but um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's been so much fun being a part of that Facebook group. And shout out to our guys uh, who run Chop Chop Sports, um, Dave Sergio, Chris Gucci. They were like, "Listen, do this. It may seem like it's small time, and like you're not gonna have that many folks and whatever." Um, we kind of siphoned off some some people from their larger one that has like 2500 people in it and it's just fun it's people i've never really met in person before and we're just talking about football so um yeah. in addition to a handful of your friends a handful of my friends it's a bunch of people I have, who I have, don't I have, really know i have i have one uh my friend angela she's a napoli supporter and an artist here in san diego ah. she was just gave me like random feedback like the podcasts are so good i'm enjoying them it's amazing oh angela like, we love you i was like angela yeah, so she's an amazing artist. Um, what she does, and I, I admire her, she just never stops painting pictures of the ocean. And you're just like, okay, ocean again. That's awesome. Okay, I'm in. I dig it. I dig <laughs> it. San Diego, man. People take pictures of the ocean. Yeah, man. Uh, we, I, we've got one over here in Florida, too. But no, that's yeah, awesome. Thank you, nice. Angela, for the feedback. <laughs> that's very sweet of you. 
Yeah, um, awesome. We'll keep being idiots and we'll keep laughing about it. And hopefully, you know, you yeah. and, and everybody else who's listening is having a good yeah. time here. But and, and um, to our friends who are asking about the Bundesliga, listen, there's only so many hours in a day. Focus <laughs> on the Premier League and its ancillary sort of connections around the world. If a German player comes over, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Bayern when they touch in the Champions League, but we just can't, you know, sustain it. Uh, Chari no. will slap our wrists. He's the resident. You should be seeing what's going on in the Bundesliga. I'm like, he is. He is. You know, Germans. I talk enough about the Germans. This is we do have... almost World War II reference. I'm not giving them their league, too. Okay? <laughs> England just needs the Premier League to be big. They have nothing. Okay? Nothing. And they speak English, which is nice. And I don't That's know what Ironman, Ironman beer field is and Bundesliga 2. I'm out. I, and the weird the, – the, the, they have these weird ultras that wear like biker vests and wear badges on them. It's very weird. They look like <laughs> so they're, they're Girl Scouts. They yes, they're kind of ultra <laughs> biker Girl Scouts. That's their right. look. It I like freaks it. me out. But yeah. I do like St. Pauli because they fire a pirate flag. That's there you cool. go. <laughs> no, and that's it's it's just like you said. There's only so much time in the day, and it's it's kind of a two man league or two team league, right? Like. It's, it's I don't not, know. I mean, I, it is, it, but there's always stories about everything. The way, like, it's super competitive for the top four. Like, really? Hardcore. Yeah, no, 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 yes, because two and then the five team that makes are... it takes its money and pockets it for the year and then doesn't do anything. In the and team. then sells their best players to Bayern Munich to and Bayern acts Munich. surprised Holland, when they win. If Holland fucking goes to Bayern. I'm canceling their league. I'm, I, I'm right. out. Like, right. just don't do that. Can you just not do that? So, anything but that. And I, I'm curious because. Uh, Chelsea were in on him early in in the transfer window, and the 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 pain in the ass is like we you know we said the season starts on Friday. We really didn't have a lot of transfer activity until after the Euros. Every it was already a condensed schedule, kind of a shit show of an off season. Um, but early in the or in the summer, the word was Erling Holland going to be moving uh, to the really potentially City, Chelsea, PSG, Real Madrid. We're all looking at him, um, but. Now, Lukaku's going to Chelsea. Is Kane going to City or not? That would take them technically out of the Holland race. Wouldn't and we said this on the show. Wouldn't you rather have Holland than Kane a hundred times over? I don't understand. I don't understand how any of this is working. Right? Maybe you know what? I this is one of those things. From the outside, it looks like Holland is the obvious thing, but there are clearly things about Holland that are not ready yet. Like. Maybe, sure. and I don't watch enough. Maybe he's not good back to goal receiving and then hitting it out wide, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't do the things that kind of Kane does. He's not good at dropping deep. He needs it to be a ball in behind. He needs, he needs a, uh, he needs a number 10 to sort of manage his connections. Right. I don't see it. I don't understand it. It looks like he gets on the end of the balls and fucking smashes them, but, uh, <laughs> but maybe that's not good enough, right? Maybe, you know, I, there may be football things that I don't, that I don't quite understand, but. You know, he looks to me that he's another Mbappe, but hey, what the hell do I know? No, no, it's true. And we don't, we don't see enough of it. Uh, we, it's not that we don't want to, we would like to, it's just we, we, you know, we're tired. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Let's get into our predictions for the 2021 22 English Premier League season. I'm excited it's back. We are in agreement for the most part in the top four. So let's start there. Right. All right. The, both of us have a pretty 
predictable champion. <laughs> oh, you, you want to start at the top or you want to start at the four? You want to start at three? How do you, where do you want to go? Let's start. Let's go through the first three and then we'll argue for 25 minutes about four. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, in third without place, further ado. Yeah. In third place, uh, Mike and I agree that Liverpool is probably the third place team. Uh, this is on the back of not that Liverpool made a push. They were really good until Van Dyke got hurt. I just feel they're not reloading. They're acting very Red Soxy post uh, 2017 World Series, where they're just kind of like, yeah, we're good. We won the league. You know what I mean? Like, you know, FSG is the owner of this team. There's a little bit of American owner syndrome, see Arsenal, that maybe they, they, you know, yeah, yeah, we're good. We did what we were supposed to do. We're redoing the stadium. We won the league. We won the Champions League. That's it. The other issue I find with their club right now is they would, they're not going to bring in young guys. They're not going to bring in prospects. They want to bring in a player who's going to affect the, the best 11, right? They're going to have somebody who's going to compete for a spot with Sadio Mane and Mo Salah and Firmino fine, but like Jota's there. They already Um, lost Robinson. He bit his ankle. I know, I know. Well, it, it's going to be weeks. It's going to fucking deal. Hold on, it's going to be weeks, <laughs> not months. Let's hold on there. But still a big um, deal. I know. But so that I, I remember one of the excuses that Daniel Levy used a few years ago when Spurs were getting ready to kick on. It was the idea that we need to bring the type of player in who's going to create competition and potentially take starts away from an Erickson or a Kane or a Toby and Jan or whoever. And I, I honestly, I don't think Liverpool see that player out there for a reasonable amount of money. And so now they're sitting here, they're basically saying, like you said, we're okay. We, we like a lot. We like what we have a lot. Uh, we don't see a reason to Five make a huge splash. The same three. No, I know. I know. And Bad. In the same way that I think that they will finish third, I could see it, the wheels falling off a bit too. One or two but more injuries. But, right? but I think I think there's a clear group of contenders. Like finishing third is not to say you won't have a shot. Like I don't think City are going to separate this year. I think it's going to be a lot closer than it was. And City were not great this year. Uh, and 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 speaking of the real challenger, um, you know, I think Chelsea with Lukaku is a runner up. Not that they can't win, not that they can't get there, but the stat that really scared me in my podcasts uh, today was Chelsea from March on were the number one team in the league in expected goal difference. Yeah, Thomas Tuchel came in and really changed everything. But mostly on the defense. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't because they were scoring lots of goals. Uh, In fact, I looked this up because I had an argument on the Facebook page. Timo Werner... (laughs) <laughs> was the worst striker in all five leagues. Oh yeah. He had so he went from a plus 5 goal differentials to score. So what that means is he would have expected to score last season 25 goals, not last season the season before. He would have expected to score 23 goals and he scored 28. So that's mm-hmm. a plus 6. That's what good strikers usually have a plus there. Sure. They usually score more than they give because they're good strikers. Yep. And he goes from that to a minus 6. So in the league only, he scored six on what should have been 11 goals. And he was by far his sh- all his metrics. Like what's nice about the FB ref that I reference a lot, and you're seeing it everywhere now. Like someone figured out that that thing exists, and it just like it's this Trevor Trove of like how baseball reference kind of took over baseball for a while. You're like, yeah. 
what? I can know things? Okay. <laughs> it's really uh, connecting what you see. And then you look at the numbers you're like, oh, shot conversion was bad. Shots on target rate was really bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then he stopped shooting, which is even worse because <laughs> then he stops. But I mean, yes, he had good stats in that they kept playing him. And he had a lot of assists all through the season. Right. He was, they were counting he was 10, Yeah, he was 10 and 10, right? Yeah. But everything shows that he was bad. And that's why Lukaku's there, right? Well, do you They're see like, him? This can't happen again. Do you see him playing the like sort of Giroud role off the bench now that Lukaku's there? Or do you see him playing out wide on the left, do you think? They're going to rotate. The, the thing I feel like is between Havertz, Ziyech, Pulisic, I think Mount. Werner's a class ahead. No, Mount's playing every game. Between those three, they're all the same, right? Oh, Skinny, I see what you're saying. Lightweight, yeah, really talented. Do certain things better than others. I think Pulisic's really good in tight spaces. Um, Havertz is more of like a drifter who's just like, why? How the fuck did he get there? He doesn't move, but he gets to where he needs to be. And then Ziyech is a deep crosser of the ball like one of the like he does like the trent alexander arnold thing but from the wing so he's like really a hybrid of like alexander arnold and mares a little bit right? well like, basically he's alexander arnold but alexander arnold just happens to play left back right back even right though back. he shouldn't because he can't defend yeah <laughs> right it'll be like but maybe tuchel will do that maybe we'll just it'll be like we're gonna do a three and you're gonna be the wing back mm -hmm. he could but um but yeah chelsea are really a threat i think they're really good they usually come back pretty good they are defending european champions as i throw up in my mouth yeah uh, and then of course we're gonna we both agree that city should be champions there's no reason to think they won't be uh no. aside from you know injuries to de bruyne his ankle's still not right no not like, even there's like 15 guys there 10 guys <laughs> deep everywhere the rich got richer and they have seven world-class players we yeah. talked about this in the last episode, right? So, yeah, and 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 Sterling is in, is a fringe on that group, right? So they're oh, just but it's just a... there's just such competition. It's not it's not that any of them are bad. You could end up a fringe player, even oh, though you're no, no, incredible. that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And and so and we all know you is better than anybody. How finicky Pep Guardiola can be. So whoever he starts on Saturday uh, is not going to necessarily be the starter on Halloween, let's say, or, no, no. you I know, mean, look so Cancelo all season oh, gets to God, the end of the Cancelo, season and he's gone. Cancelo. He disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Into the phantom zone. I, I hated him for that red card. I really yeah. did. Uh, I'm not over it yet. Day, don't draft any of those dudes because yeah. you don't know if they're going to play right. any game of the week. The mm -hmm. only known starter well, who played every game was Diaz. Well, all right. Look, the, the hard part for, from the fantasy point of view, the hard part about this is that, yes, they they are going to rotate like crazy and they can't be relied on to start. But when they do, their returns are massive. So it's they end up on average still with a, a close to high point total because they're just so dominant. But like you said, they're, they're going to rotate like crazy, especially with all the competitions. Unless they're injuries, in that, I mean, so. it can happen, right? Liverpool. And, and right, right. They lost so, their entire defense. Yeah. So our yeah. argument is going to be in fourth place. I'm, excited. I'm saying I'm saying that United's going to make the fourth place because okay. they reloaded. They actually finished in second last season. But the one of us here I called have, that, by the way. Yeah, uh, I think the problem I have with them is the 
the people there, the chasing pack is better and they got lucky, right? They mm -hmm. live on penalties. They live on magic from players. They have the worst coach of the top six, right? Well, Arteta. Nuno at least won something. Well, he I don't consider Arteta the in the top six. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. Um, I mean, big clubs, right? So yeah, I think Ole is a fan, nice guy, whatever. He's not, and then he's not Ferguson, right? Like, I think one of the things that deluded Manchester United fans are like, oh, he needs time. He's like Ferguson. Ready? Aberdeen, where fucking <laughs> Ferguson started. The guy won the UEFA Cup with Aberdeen. He won the fucking league in Scotland three times before he came to United. The guy was a fucking winner. All yeah. he's done nothing. He's shit. He's a like we, we've we've said it before. He's the Aaron Boone of the Premier League, right? But I don't look at I don't look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as the biggest problem in Manchester United. Well, he is the biggest problem. Oh, I don't think so. I think they I think have he the is... best talent of the group of the four. They have the best team potentially. No, no, they don't. And here's why: Who's playing this at the six for them? McFred. Scott McTominay, Fred. <laughs> Fred, come on, McFred. come on. Well, I so the way they should play because a good manager would fucking do this is you say you have Pogba and Fernandez playing together right now because Ole's a moron. He can't figure out how to make them play together and not lose. Right, and that's well, and that's the other thing. Pogba right? is he's not creative enough to look into his squad and say, you know what? Maybe Eric Bailly is, is my Fernandinho. I don't know. Someone could do that. Sure. But he can run. He's strong. He's black. The thing I, so, so, so as you said, McFred at the six, but my, my issue is that they are behind Paul Pogba now, who is going to pout when he makes mistakes. He's not going to play with the passion he plays for France with, which we saw at the, at the Euros. But he, who did he have behind him? N'Golo Kante. Right, Legend. the N'Golo Conte is not walking through that door. You've got Scott McTominay and Fred. Uh, Scott McTominay who, is a shit. Jordan Henderson are bad, Conte. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. So you know I, what I would say, McTominay is is a shit. Jordan Henderson, right? So I'm I'm not even. I, I'm really troubled by them there. Varane, I'm not sold on yet. It will depend completely on how much he speaks broken English next to slabhead Harry Maguire. Uh, they do so, have a good defense. The Wambasaka, the Wambasaka side of the yes. defense there is. Oh yeah, that dude great. is fucking lethal. <laughs> now he is bad on offense. <laughs> like, that's but real. but but comparatively, <laughs> Luke Shaw had a great season last year, a tremendous Euro. He's back. He's back to being the the starlet that they thought they bought, however many years ago, for Mourinho. The, the problem is, it's there's no, they're there. Like Ole gets them up to play big games yeah. and they hit teams on the break mm -hmm. and they win these games and they feel good when they beat city and they feel good when they have a good result against Chelsea or they win. And he's like, Oh, that's the man United. I know that's not the game that matters. You no. cannot lose to fucking Norwich. You have to get all six points. You can't lose to Newcastle. The whole bottom half of the table, they have to beat those teams. You think Rafa Benitez isn't going to fuck that team up. You bet their ass Everton's going to whoop fucking United because they're going to sit deep and be like, you don't know what to do because you're not smart enough. <laughs> so, yeah. I, <laughs> and they'll, I, they'll win some games because someone does something, right? They live on skill. Basically, you know, I I, I have a – I go nuts about Steve Bruce, and, I, and you know, we'll see when we do more projections. He literally said, 
I, Steve Bruce, the manager of Newcastle, he said he literally said, you know, it doesn't really matter what the tactics are. It's all about the players. If, if you don't have players who can do make break things down, you're gonna lose. Yeah. I'm like, no, you Steve. can't think that way. Right? Steve, like, um, yeah, come on. <laughs> now, now, in the case of Newcastle, yeah. He's got make say maximum and fucking Callum Changebridge because that's how he chooses to play. But Rafa mm-hmm. didn't have those guys, and he finished in the same place, and you never felt good going to Newcastle. And right. he played some dour games there. Anyway, oh, yeah. that was my nuts thing. That's United fourth <laughs> place. I really killed them, but I still think they got too well, much talent. You helped me them. make my case, right? Because <laughs> I here's don't know. I lost my mind. <laughs> here's my fourth place team. Surprise, it's Tottenham Hotspur. Um, now this is important to note. I am not, I am projecting. I am not basing this prediction on the current team that is at in North London. I am projecting a team that includes another center back's purchase. I trust Paratici uh, to make so one of those. So magical realism on your team? No, well, no, look, they, they, they're they still hunting for another another center back, a right back, Tomiyasu, the, the Japanese kid from the Olympics. Um, and uh, the, the other piece we talked about in the open is Lotero Martinez. The word is he's going to come in and play with Harry Kane in a similar fashion where he and Lukaku just lit the fuck up Serie A. He did. They killed it. Right. So, so who doesn't play Mora or son Mora Mora? Absolutely. Um, you could do a couple things. You can do a four three three. You could do a three five two, which which Nuno is very very uh, keen on. You know, obviously from his time with Wolves. I don't need or want Triori. I want somebody to basically. And here's the other thing: you you can have if you have a strike partner for Kane. We all saw it last year. Most assists in the league. He's happy to drop deeper and he's happy to play that facilitator role. Um, and he'll let Sun go wild. He'll let Lautaro Martinez go wild. So I'm not really. Um, I'm very bullish on those signings. A, a surprise center back, not so much surprise, who I really want actually is Milan Skriniar from Inter as well. And get Tanky Mdombele the fuck off the team. Go ahead. He's pouting again. It's August 10th. He's pouting because he didn't get picked for a preseason game. Bye-bye. You know what's fucked up? He's the bet, most talented player that Spurs have. Then it's not close. He is the yeah. most technically talented player, but he pouts and he bitches and he moans. Every so single you're going to do on. more Bye-bye. Sissoko – more more Hordberg. Can you guys get no, fucking Danish? Out too. Can you get Danish Hoiberg in the team? Danish like when Hoiberg. he plays for when he when he plays. Oh, like the Danish version? Where no, he man, passes he's there. forward. Oh well no, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because like now you're basically going to have Lacelso and and Hoiberg shifting between like the eight and the six, right? Assuming yeah. Ndombele gets shipped off to somewhere the fuck else. But that's kind of where the, I'm thinking. The, the market's frozen. You, It's like, it's like the fucking- No, it's starting to thaw. Yeah, but it 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 needs the slush, right? We yeah, Teams yeah. can't buy unless they sell. Like there's no well, look, wiggle you know, room for anything. No, there it's starting to thaw out. Like the, you know, yeah. the, the, I don't want to say the other, you know, giants in Europe, but like the, like the mid majors of like an AC Milan is coming in for Sissoko now. And yeah. Um, yeah. you're seeing, you know, other, other teams looking at, at other players. No, no, stuff, so. no, uh, no Mourinho from Roma trying to grab dudes. No, like anyone from Spurs this time. I'm surprised. He didn't have yeah. Any, any he wanted, that he liked. Hoybeer, he wanted he no I forget who else. No, no. And we're like, get so, the fuck away from him. It's funny. I'm um, just, sort of, I just sort of thinking about the fourth place of my, my fourth place. And I just really killed United. The thing that I like about United is, they did address the big thing. We didn't even talk about Sancho. He's just another option. But really, sure. they have so much talent. They just have the best 
sort of players. They remind me that well that you know and and Grealish too. Both Manchester clubs. And Fernandez, uh, who is essentially, if you weren't going to pick Kane, it should be Fernandez with Player of the Year. To be fair, for I didn't pick Kane. No, I know, but Player of the Year last season, Fernandez had a good shout. I mean, he had nine penalties though. Yeah, but he's fifteen and fifteen for three years in a row. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Um, and he led the. Oh, you want to know what he led the league in? Penalties. Furthest distance for goals. For like, <laughs> go, like shots, like far out. His goals were the furthest away from goal. So yeah, most okay, that's goals okay. From outside the box. Yeah, no, Pretty he uh, he was in that step. second echelon of 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 contenders, I believe. And it was he Diaz. did disappear because you know, again, Ole fucking does not a manage. If they got right. a real manager, I'd be afraid, really afraid. Sure, I get that. Well, so look, and what I was saying uh, was that Grealish and Sancho both feel like I sat here on one of our first episodes last year and we were previewing Chelsea. And I was saying, look, they have a lot of attacking talent. They brought in Havertz, they brought in Werner, and it's the same thing. They're bringing in Lukaku now. But like, I yeah, didn't think different. that they. I didn't think that they addressed their problems sufficiently going into last season. Turns out the problem was Frank Lampard, but uh, they, they basically, the rich got richer for them. They weren't really attacking issues that that they had. Granted, Conte came back with an incredibly strong year and I've never said anything about his his health. For Chelsea, right? They didn't seem to have attacking issues, but then they did because the attacker that they bought who was superfluous simply couldn't score goals. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so Lukaku needs to be careful. Chelsea does have a curse. There have been a lot of strikers. Go through them because it makes me happy to hear this list. We've Shevchenko, got Shevchenko. Torres. Torres. Morata. Morata. Higuain. They just, oh, Higuain. I was for Higuain. Yeah, guys who just died on the vine. The only one who came in and killed was uh, was was the crazy murderer-looking guy. I can't remember his name. The 2014 Battle of Stamford Bridge striker. I don't know. The Mourinho, the Mourinho one. The Mourinho striker from 2014, and it wasn't yeah, Drogba. Mustache. No, not Drogba. I don't know. Name. My brain is melting. I have to yeah. look it up. Just give me a second. Line. That's what happens when we record two hours after we're supposed to. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how Lukaku does. I mean, look, he had some good seasons at – and I'd say without looking, he had one good season at Everton, and – one season at United where he sh- he should have won the Golden Boot, but Kane scored. This is not a joke. I think four goals in the final day of the season against Leicester and took it from him. <laughs> Diego Costa. So, oh God, how did we forget Costa? Fucking legend. <laughs> well, you, said, you said mustache. It threw me off. He um, had a mustache. He had the he had the the the, the scruff. The, but yeah, back he had the mind Fuhrer mustache. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little oh, bit, shit. a little bit. Yeah. Little bit. How did we forget Diego Costa? God. Because the names come and go. They're, they just come and go. The guys yeah, are there yeah. and then they disappear. You know who doesn't come and go, though? I'll tell you right now. My friend Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. What a segue. Joe, he's paying for these these segues. I mean, you can't you can't get quality like that. But where you really can't get quality like is, is a phone call with our friend Joe. Uh, he takes care of everything financial that you could ever ever really think about and a lot of stuff you probably aren't thinking about which is why you should call him right uh go to attitude of gratitude consulting Laurent, show the people the website uh it's i'm, I'm uh, working on it friend <laughs> it's uh it's just 
he's got unique ways of kind of, co- you know, cost cutting and saving money. And like we always say, finding the money in the couch cushions. So um, attitude of gratitude, consulting.com uh, will have all the information you can set of a uh, consultation with him oh, right away. There he is. There he is. Um, so yeah, but he's great. Uh, and so, like I said, go to the website, attitude of gratitude, consulting.com. You can use phone numbers right there. You can schedule a call right live uh, as soon as you get there. So, uh, really easy to navigate. That's definitely something you guys should be doing. And we're going to get back to the show. We're going to be talking a lot more. So we've got the top four already taken care of. What I want to go through now is we're going to jump all the way to the bottom of the table relegation candidates the coolest part for me about watching football is that at the end of the season there's no less than three things generally speaking you can count on being storylines now not always are you going to get all three uh in every year like last year the the title race was over the top four race was crazy and the the relegation race was okay um but some of the like the last we had a moment there where where fulham was really on the charge they got a point behind newcastle Mm-hmm. Maxim, say maximum came back chambers came back and they just put the gas down yeah yeah so let's very angry let's start with laurent your three relegation sides who you got i have newcastle norwich and burnley as much as i gave okay. a lot of uh I'll, I'll start with norwich as much as i gave them a lot of love and a lot of passion about them i just they're they, they just haven't reloaded their defense I don't know if they're ready to really push in that direction again. They may they may just have the same problem, the same naivety. I does not seem to me that they will fire their coach Farka to try and stay in the league. They seem to be wedded with him. So they're going to play the way that they play and they're going to give up goals. And if those mistakes aren't ironed out in defense, they're just going to not score. They're not going to defend well enough to stay in the premier league they will score they will be entertaining yeah newcastle, they will. uh newcastle i just don't trust steve bruce he does have experience he's a traditional football man he's the he's the uh dusty baker although i wouldn't give him that much credit he's that <laughs> type of manager uh because dusty baker did event they, he won the world series with washington right yes okay, no so he, uh with somebody no, with I, the Giants. No, they no, he was not the man. And Bochi won with the Giants. It was Dusty his kid Baker. that almost got buried. At they home they lost. That was two thousand two. <laughs> they lost to the Angels. Oh yeah, uh, Barry shit. Bonds never won the World Series. Um, so I I don't see I don't I don't like what I saw from Newcastle last year. There's oh they're always on edge. I don't think they particularly reloaded. They did get lucky with Willock, who they are buying from Arsenal, but he That's had great, an great business. shot rate like he scored on 40% of his shots on target. That shit doesn't happen, right? No. So that was lucky. Uh, he, they, they played in a manner that I thought was counterattacking. So Willock is really kind of just a runner, goal scorer, kind of Dele Ali style. When he, he wasn't really, he'd just be like there and powerful and just be like, I'm going to shithouse and I'm going to get in front of the goal and score goals. That he is Dele. 20 goals that way. Yeah, but, but somewhere he frosted his hair to look like he's his head is made of weed he's a weed candidate that's why his career is faltered you heard delhi yeah oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> but uh i just don't trust newcastle uh alan sam maximan is my one of my favorite players but he gets hurt and when he gets hurt 
that team loses. Yeah, so they I fall don't apart. trust them, and I want them to go so that Mike Ashley hurts. And then Burnley, there can only be one claret and blue, and it's not you. Uh, yes. It's time. And there's it's three. <laughs> yeah, it's it's time for Burnley to go. Aston Villa's on the ride. West Ham is on the rise. Burnley literally are running the same fucking 11 guys out there again. It'll mm-hmm. be the me, Tarkovsky, McNeil, Chris Wood. Wood. The whole fucking gang's coming back for one more round. Matty John Dyche is yeah. great on an interview. He's bald even though he has hair. He just shaves it. Uh, and they're just not getting better. So they barely hung on last season. Uh, we're in the bottom four for expected goals against. And I just don't think that they can do it again. And I think that it gets tired as much as Dyche is a taskmaster. I just don't see them uh, falling away. Uh, I did have if an uh, honorable mention for Crystal Palace, who I know is going to come up in a minute. I just like the talent. I like the Londonness of them. I like the swag of them. And they're like a street ball team. And then, uh, Mike, who have you got for your relegation yeah. machine? So speak. we'll start with Palace. Uh, I have them finishing in 19th. Um, Burnley, I think Burnley's the the last side to go down. Uh, I just honestly, all, all the reasons you said, I just also fucking hate them and I want them to go down. Um, <laughs> Palace really worries me. They're a team that I always love and watch, you know, enjoy watching and, and root for. But God, they had a lot of bodies leave. And um, I'm just, a there's lot so of many institutional knowledge. Yeah. 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 I'm really concerned about how they're, I'm quite certain that they're going to get off to a really bad start. And that's to say, I mean, I love Eze, Eberechi Eze, I believe I'm saying he's, it right. I think he did his Achilles. And he's hurt. So yeah. um, I am i don't see any reason for optimism at Crystal Palace this season. Very, very worried about them. There's they a lot feel of open, like – But there's a lot of open-ended things, right? Like somehow Benteke came back to life, which was amazing. Ah, yeah. Uh, they still have life. Zaha. He's a lifer now. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Eze, but they have another guy called Oloesi. I don't know what Patrick Vieira's style is. That's right. They got a lot of attacking players who are flair street players. So if they go down swinging, that could be fun. Right? I do like think they that might... they will. And then, of course, there's the there's the Selhurst Park factor, right? It's going to be full. They were never yeah. good at home. They were never good at home. Which, by the Roy. way, I believe Selhurst Park, in and it's they bear a number of similarities, but this is one of them. Is where uh, Ted Lasso is filmed. So the Greyhounds of Richmond. The, the Greyhounds do not play in Richmond. They play they, in Sellers Park. They play in Sellers Park. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, yeah there's I, that. I, and then I, I'm I I'm, to round out the three. I just don't. I see Watford coming up and going right back down. I just of the three relegation candidates, a I like them the least. Uh, and uh, you're, do, you're they, done with the you're done with the show, huh? They just they're gonna fire three managers this year, and they're gonna act surprised when they go down. So I think that they are going to be a team um, that is out of the race by Valentine's Day. I, I'm just really not worried about that. I, I think the league is really – I think the thing that's so amazing about the Premier League right now and last season is it's really deep. Like It's very every deep. Every fan, every team can really make an argument to say that they deserve to be in the league and that they can convince except for themselves – Except for fucking except for Burnley. Burnley. But but even Burn <laughs> but even Burnley can say in in Daish we trust he will find a way to four four two his way ass through this league 
We're going to sure. punch. We're going to kick. We're going to fucking kick headers up there. You guys can pants. We'll do 30% possession and we'll win with a hundred passes and yeah. we'll fucking get a free kick on the corner. We're going to win this. This is what we're doing. Right. Right. And no, absolutely. To be in the league. They just want to and be invited to the party. They're the nerd right. who fucking shows up. Cause he's the weird friend who, who has the car. They just yes, are the guys. Exactly. The car, right? um, <laughs> yeah. I think they are. They're the weird guy with the car, but I think that they are probably the only team. As I look through this list that doesn't play attractive, fun football. And that's the main thing for me is that in years past, we've had five teams. We've had Mourinho at the top of the table, pulling this shit. Every death. team, if you go up and down, this is going to be one of the, uh, and I, I hope this is true. I'm looking at this season in a very excited way. This might be, you could turn on pretty much any game on, on a Saturday or Sunday and be entertained by it. Not sitting there watching grass grow in a, in a nil nil, you know, well, shit fest. I mean, we, we, to be fair, Chelsea and Arsenal play possession defensive football. Okay. But Chelsea are going to no because Chelsea's goals. going to Chelsea's going to score a lot of goals. Arsenal, you're you're probably right. Um, but even still, right? Like, but but you have the Arsenal factor, which makes them so watchable. They yeah. capitulate when they you almost want them to take a lead early and go, oh boy, here we go. Um, so so I'm not really all that concerned about that. But so those are my three. I've got Burnley in 18th, Crystal Palace in 19th, and then Watford coming in dead last by a comfortable margin. <laughs> um, so, Mike, we've got a couple more pieces to talk about. Let's talk about our golden boot prediction for the yes. uninitiated. The golden boot is the leading goal scorer in the league. Uh, it is the a, Rocket Richard Trophy of England. <laughs> right, right. And it's cool because it matters and goals change games. And it doesn't usually go to the best team in general. It's... No. Usually a kind of a weird sort of award that has been been passed around the last couple of years between Mo Salah and your boy Harry Kane, and we think that Harry Kane's season will be disrupted enough between the two of us that it that he will not win it this season, even though he won it last it's, season. That's fair, but I think one thing that I, I didn't look at Kane because of all the the rumors around him at this moment in time on. August 10th. I think he's going to stay. I think he's going to have a rough start to the season. There are reports he that does. he's that he always does. Um, but the other thing working in his favor is that he does not play Champions League. He's got he's not going to play in the League Cup until the very end, probably. So he's really only in two competitions this year. And realistically, the FA Cup in, isn't until January, also. So he's going to be playing, not that he wouldn't have otherwise. But he's going to be fresh every week. He's not going to be playing two games a week. And I think that's going to make a big difference. Um, but for the sake of this, I have discounted him. I thought about Sonny. Um, but then I remembered how he sort of fell off towards the tail end of last year. He also had a ridiculous strike rate, like 40% of shots. Yes, he got really hot. And that's not to say that he can't. Um, but – I, I avoided all Tottenham players for this conversation because I was like, look, there are other there are other candidates. And you know what? You're you're listening to the show for the Premier League. This isn't a Tottenham show. So <laughs> in the in the you know, in the interest of that, Laurent did steal one player I called out in the last episode. So I'll let you take the reins on this one and go ahead. Who do you have for the golden boot? So I have gone with Mr. Oliver Watkins of ah. Aston Villa. Mm -hmm. I liked the way he played last season 
I think that Villa have the style to play in a manner where he is the only goal scorer. They play with a sole goal scorer up front. He puts a lot of effort in. And this is really a call out to Leon Bailey, who's a new player, a winger who puts in crosses, and Buendia, who was the supplier to Mr. Timo Puki, who led the championship in goals last season. So mm-hmm. Ollie Watkins is benefiting from a team designed to put him in a position to score goals. As much as Jack Grealish was a number one creator last season, he does slow things down, right? Mm-hmm. He gets it out on a wing. He takes his time. He puts in crosses. And Watkins, sometimes there was a little bit of a fucking move it. Let's go. And yeah. I think Buendia is a little bit more of a playmaker, a little bit more of a 10 that can get Watkins on the ball. And this is really a, a vote for Buendia, who I really like yeah. a lot. I get that. I, and, I'm uh, a big fan. It's of a weird pick. Well. It's out of the blue. There's no reason why it can't be Ollie Watkins. So I Ollie agree. Watkins. I had I had Watkins on my short list. Um, I'm gonna go a little chalk on this one though. If I'm not going Harry Kane, I'm gonna go with Mohamed Salah. Um he had a bad season by his standards last year, and he had 22, and 22 goals. goals. <laughs> he finished in second place, one goal behind Harry Kane. And I think that the reason why when I I stumbled a bit when I was making my top four because I was trying to find a way to fit Spurs in there. But also, I thought more about Liverpool. They had a horrible season last year. They had terrible injury luck. We did an episode. I got a link to it where uh, I had a theory that uh, Jurgen Klopp's um, – had sold his soul to the devil and the, basically the bill had come due. Right. So it was, it was fan fiction that I wrote. It was very, very strange, but it was fun. Um, But so I think that everybody's going to bounce back. And I think that's obviously led by Virgil van Dyke's return. Um, He's, he's going to calm Trent Alexander Arnold down. That's going to help lead to more goals. Uh, Mane also had kind of a rough year. So I think that there's a lot of things. I think COVID. COVID did damage to him. Yes, I would agree with that. So there's a lot of elements at stake there. Um, but I think that Salah, it's Salah's to lose, quite frankly, going into the season. So I'm going to stick with it. Um, but uh, some other candidates I've been thinking a lot about. I said Mane. Uh, we talked a lot <laughs> who, about who Lukaku. We talked about? we talked about our friend, Mr. Uh, middle-class goal scorer of all time. <laughs> Who's that? Bamford. <laughs> Patrick Bamford, right, because that's who I said in the last show. I was like, look, I think Bamford hit 17 goals last year. I think I think he's in the conversation. I took a giant shit at him, and then I almost brought him in. I know. You almost had him for the golden boot. I was like, you son of a bitch, you took my pick. Um, but no, I think he's like the outside shot. One other guy who well, – two other guys I think are really, really great shouts. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, I think is extremely underrated and, and very, very clinical. He could be right up there. Um, what what is what is your I got a shit face for on on DCL? Uh, Benitez, just yeah, that's just not going to be enough opportunities. We don't we still don't know what's happening with Sigurdsson. My guess is oh, we, we know enough. <laughs> well, there's a little bit of a I I dated some 15 year olds going on. Yeah, yeah, not well, we great, not great. I don't want to know, know anymore. We know enough. He's he's from Iceland. They're weird over there. Um, and. First of all, and the other pieces, I don't think he would have played because he's not he's not athletic enough. And Benitez is going to make this team tough as balls. And mm-hmm. who ends up playing and being the creative player within his side is is unknown. 
Yeah, uh, I get that. Who is going to get those balls to Calvert-Lewin over the top? I don't I think know. one of the main problems with the, the Calvert-Lewin is what happens to James. Does he stay? They had problems at, at Madrid before. Uh, so so what's what's going to be the, the story there? Um, and then one other one, you know, underrated pick, Edinson Cavani. Uh, the question for me is yeah, how many games does he play? Um, look again, these are, these are, these are deep, deep sleeper picks for the golden boot. Right. But um, he's going to be leading that line on opening day. So is he sharing the the time with Greenwood? Is he sharing it with Rashford? Who's out with shoulder surgery? So um, there's a lot of potential things that could go there. Where is the APB for Marshall? Is he dead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Right. So there's See, now there's a player that I would grab. You want to talk about a distressed asset. I'm like, you know, my friends who play in blue on the South Coast and talk about birds. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Let's. All right. Here we do. Let's. Here we go. Let's go with our, our, our sleeper, our not tickers. sleeper. Yeah. Our, our, our full, our full, our full lists. We'll go with the full list in a second, but before that, I want to. We have some really good lists, uh, really good players listed. So, uh, what we qualified as like players to watch, right? Like players yeah. you may not have heard of before you listen to the show uh, that I we want you to keep an eye on. So you already mentioned one of them from Crystal Palace. Yeah. So so this group is really guys from the championship that I believe in that league. It's a tough league. It is a badass league, and if you can put numbers up in that league, usually it's okay. I mean, we're you know. Sometimes it's kind of obvious where you're um oh, fuck I can't remember the guy's name the old striker the old striker from uh from hold on just give me a second I need oh Glenn Murray Glenn Murray oh, had like God. a 30 goal season in yeah, the championship yeah. and you're just like yeah no Glenn Murray's not going to score 30 goals <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but he scored 15 he was yeah. the leading he led the line for uh for Brighton one year I mean he did look like an accountant and he had his career started with the <laughs> Wilmington Hammerheads of the Carolina League like yeah. he had a journey, my friends. Yeah, he yeah, made yeah. himself into a really good Premier League player. But the guy that I like is from Reading, uh, Michel Luis from uh, OLISC. He's playing for Palace. He was the driving force behind Reading, actually almost making a charge to be in the playoff spots. They faded down the stretch, but he was a uh, seven and twelve in the championship played over 3000 minutes at 18 years old to have that much playing time in a men's league. He's not going to be afraid. He's going to come in and make a huge difference for palace mm-hmm. on the other side. Well, while as he's getting help. So he should be an amazing, he's a winger scores goals, attacking mid, you know, he's an amazing player uh, that, that I'm keeping my eye on again. That's where palace. I'm like, I like that Vieira's there. I just don't know that he'll defend enough. A yeah, lot of institutional knowledge lost. You know, there's I know it so sounds weird, but Cahill, that they were good when Cahill played. Yeah. As much as and then he he destroyed his fucking hamstring. I think he retired. Uh Ivan Tony, I've talked about already, set the record for goals in the in the championship. He's a nine. He comes from Brentford. Brentford are gonna go for it. So that's one thing that helps. Uh Adam Armstrong and Harvey Elliott together. Both played at Blackburn. Blackburn, uh, a traditional side, one of six teams that has won the Premier League. Blackburn mm-hmm. Rovers. Respect to the Rovers. Uh, and then Armstrong and Elliot played together. Elliot is the was a loney from Liverpool, from Liverpool. really yeah. sharp on the ball, getting talked about with Liverpool as one of these. Hey, what what's going to happen with him? And he just fed Armstrong. Armstrong's a real old school. Number nine, you know, just a 
been in the grind, led the league in goals. I just gonna I'm just in the middle of trying to find out where Blackburn finish. They did finish in 15th place, but that's what happens in the championship. They were plus 11, but finished in 15th place. Weird season. They did not give a fuck about defending, but uh, Armstrong had 28 goals. Harvey Elliott, 7 and 11, also almost 3,000 minutes on his age 17 season. That's like Luka wow. Doncic winning the MVP in the Euro League. This is like, he's 17. He's playing with like, in the championship is like grit, grind, dirty, elbows, and elbows. cold. <laughs> yeah. It's 46 games. It's every other week. This is a real league. If you want to sometimes like take a break from VAR and really just sit down one day and chew on something on ESPN plus the whole championship is there. Just watch it. It's fun. It's yeah. weird. Uh, I watched Coventry win two one against <laughs> Nottingham Forest. It was incredible. I got texts uh, about so that. I was those, like, those, I those are my four. So Elliot, I don't know if he'll get burned, but Armstrong replacing fucking Danny Ings is like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Now I'm not worried about Southampton when I was. So, those are my, those are so I'll start with two Liverpool guys. Well, uh, speaking of, of Liverpool that will get burned, Samikas, who is going to take the place of Robertson early on at left back, he's going to get some play. I, I mean, he'll do well enough, I think, but it'll be Andy's spot when he comes back, of course. So he's one of those. Oh, check out the course of James Milner is back. He'll be playing. Left <laughs> well, back. It's possible too, right? Um, I've I've yeah, talked yeah. till I'm blue in the face about Harvey Barnes and Diego Jota. I love those guys. Uh, I love watching them play. They're very similar players. Um, speedy, speedy they wingers. Are who, similar, yeah. Um, I just I have a type. What do you want me to but say? Somehow, but um, somehow Jota gets headed goals. I don't understand how that works. That's because he plays for Liverpool, <laughs> and he, right, and I'm basically like he's tiny. Well, yeah, but like Harvey Barnes doesn't really go into the box. He's always on the periphery of it, right? Like, um, oh. so. I I, 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 I fucked up my Ollie Watkins thing. What did you fuck up? <laughs> because they signed Danny Ings. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, you know what? That's a good shout. That's a good shout. Um, for, for golden boot. That's, you know, he's probably got, I know. Well, he's yeah. going to be sharing now. Right? He's going to, well, that he's going to get hurt at some point. Um, one other one, Rodrigo from Leeds had a really rough first season, but he was really, really, uh, an exciting signing for Leeds this time last year. Uh, I think he could have a big bounce back year. And then I have to put, to. Oh, yeah, of course I have to put my Homer pick in, uh, from Tottenham, Oliver skip. He's an Academy product. He spent last year at Norwich. He was fantastic for them. I think he was the young player of the league in the championship. Don't quote me on that. Um, but fantastic player. Uh, he's going to fit right in in the middle of the park. Uh, he's going to rotate in. Uh, he's not going to start necessarily. Um, they've got Is a lot Harry of bodies. Gone? Can he just go away? No, he's still around. Um, look, what Harry Inks, Harry Winks is is a good squad player on a on a top four contender. Squad player, meaning he's. If he's playing in a big game, something has gone terribly wrong, right? But as we saw with Liverpool, as we saw with Spurs a few years ago, things can and often do go terribly wrong. So I have no problem, um, you know, keeping a player like Harry Winks. Would I like to sell him for 20, 25 mil, which I think we could get, especially because the, the, you know, the English homegrown rule? Yes, of course. But he's also a guy that, he grew up bleeding for the shirt, and I just is, is I, I love to just see him. Harry no, he is well. He is in that mold. He is the next Harry Winks, but the the thinking is the ceiling the is significantly right. No, no, no. Let me be clear. Harry Winks 
Harry Winks started a Champions League final. Okay, like let's yeah, yeah, let's put a little bit of respect on his name. I just he I, he just needed to be he just needed to pass the ball forward twenty percent more. Right, but so I think that Oliver Skip is effectively what everybody wanted Harry Winks to be. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. That's that's yeah. my 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 last. Uh, I had to put him in there, but um, let's let's run through our table. We already did the top four. Uh, starting uh, I, with, I, I will do it with mine because mine mm-hmm. has the shocker of the season. Yeah. So we can see it running across the bottom there. City, Chelsea, third for Liverpool, fourth Man United, Leicester in fifth, Arsenal in sixth, the mighty Seagulls of Brighton in seventh, <laughs> ahead of Tottenham, uh, Villa, West Ham, Everton, Southampton got moved up after the signing of Armstrong, Leeds in a consolidating season, Wolves just hanging on, Brentford the best of the new boys, Watford hanging in, Palace hanging in. We talked about Newcastle, Burnley, and Norwich not holding up the bottom there. Uh, I, I'm the bottom half of the league is way up for grabs. The so only gonna, thing I feel certain about is the top four. Everything I'm else, gonna, is yeah. Well, grabs. I'm going to ask you some questions now. Why yeah. Arsenal at six? I think that they are secretly better than people think they are. Okay. I think that they had a good season last year. They've sorted out the defense. They stopped giving up goals or they played a way to help them not score goals. Uh, I trust Arteta. I don't know why. I saw something in that back half of the first season. He seems to, when he has his back against the wall, the players play for him. And I'm happy to be wrong, but I just think they're close. They had a lot of draws. If they can turn half those draws into wins, all of a sudden they kick on. If those sure. become losses, they're in trouble. Yeah, and, I get that. Uh, if they can shift Rob Holding and 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 Willock for something that they can get another creative player, if they can bring Madison in, I think that will make a huge difference for them. But uh, I I believe I believe in Ateta. I think he'll he'll find a way forward. And then with Brighton, I mean, what can I say about Brighton? They're dying <laughs> for a striker too. Their fans are going nuts. I've been following Andy Naylor who's the Athletics uh, Brighton correspondent. Okay. And it's just like, where is our fucking striker? Why don't we have one? And where is he going to come from? And I'm here to tell them they have the striker. He's on their team. They're just going to wait. They're going to be like, it's going to be Connolly, and Mope can't possibly miss that many shots again. They're just going to go. They're going <sighs> to roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm... And then I, Leandro, I'm... Leandro Trossard's a legend, and Lewis Dunk can be the center back on my team any day of the week. So Tariq Lamptey being hurt knocks Bad. down a, a couple pegs down for me. I was very, very bullish on him coming into this year from like a fantasy perspective, from like a late sleeper as a Is defender. He still out? Yeah. Yeah. He's hurt for a while. A so bad hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so I'm, I'm not as bullish on them. My list, if you're watching, uh, you can see on the bottom of the screen as well. I'll run through it. We have the same top three, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, the world-famous Tottenham Hotspur finishing out the top four. (laughs) The way that I see three through six and almost seven is very, very tight. So any of these could finish in any order. But so I've got United fifth, uh, Leicester sixth. My villains are my second favorite team this year. I love them. They're coming in seventh, I think, just a tick above Arsenal at eighth. And that's where I think the the men and the boys are really separated at, at seven and eight. So uh, Arsenal fall off. I think they finished eighth last year as well. So it's roughly where they are right now. I think that there's 
there's a certain staleness. And this is why I asked you about six, because I see the number six spot in that grouping, right? So I don't see Arsenal in that group. And that's where I bump them down. Um, it's not that they're bad. it's not that they're bad. It's that everybody from three to seven is is good. Uh, and I well, just that's don't the see thing. I don't know. There's a lot of parody. I, I I hear you yeah. on Arsenal. I just have this sort of belief that they're as good as anybody else. Sure. And I believe in Arteta, and I don't think I don't think that they're that bad. Now, do they need a signing to sort of signings? I think there's a weird thing with signings. You need them to energize the guys on the team. They yeah. want people. It's right? weird. They, like they want more competition for their own places. I always thought that was kind of strange. However, what I think they need more than a signing is a bit of an exodus, right? We talked about Lacazette. We talked about Aubameyang. They had a lot of guys go. Yeah, they, they got need rid of Kolasinac and Ozil, and they probably yeah, needed a year ago. to go, and now he's there, which is bad. Well, that's that's who uh, Mourinho went after. He wanted Jaka, and they were only they weren't looking for a lot. They were looking for twenty million from him. And Mourinho's Mourinho's shithousery nonsense. He came in with twelve, and like you know what? <laughs> Don't even call us back. We're just going to sign him now. Well, the um, other the other the other reason for me having Arsenal here was expected goal difference. They were sixth. Sure. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Behind Brighton. Come on, you seagulls, you sons of bitches. (laughs) So I'll go through the rest of mine. Uh, Leeds, I'm a big believer in Leeds this year. Again, I'm hoping that Rodrigo bounces back. I have them in the ninth spot. Everton rounds out the top half. My uh, my first promoted side, Brentford, comes in at 11. I think they're going to surprise a lot of teams, including Arsenal on Friday. Uh, West Ham, uh, things have to – I want to see the betting slip. I will. Uh, West Ham, a lot of things have to – West Ham, a lot of things have to go right again for them, uh, and I just don't see it. And they're and like I said, yeah, when we were talking the other day, they, I think they're going to get dinged for being in Europe. So they they dumped down to twelve. Your beloved Seagulls at Brighton are thirteen. We both have Wolves at fourteen. I'm worried about Wolves. Uh, I'm not sure what's I don't left know of them. Who their coaches, I don't know anything about. I them. actually don't, but I know Jimenez and Neto are both coming off of massive injuries, and I just I'm scared for all of them. Well, they um, just put Triore at the fucking nine and just see what happens. And Fabio Silva had a rough first year. I. I'm, I'm that was scared a for lot him. of money for suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Southampton at 15. Newcastle just barely escapes at 16. Norwich, I, I just is just I'm rooting for them. I want to see them succeed and stay in the Premier League. You know why the party at Norwich when they clinch not getting relegated is going to fucking be awesome, and so I'm I excited one, for it. Yeah, one of the things that's interesting about Norwich, which is an odd team, is. One, they, they are isolated. They're the only – there's one other team where they are, and it's the Lowlands. It's out in Anglia. It's like farmer weirdos. It's like there's only one other team out there, uh, uh, Paul Mariner's Ipswich Town, and that's it. So they are – So they in, have the home field they advantage. Own, they have a, an advantage of like nobody wants to go there because there's yeah. literally one road in, and it's a long road. Like it's not <laughs> like, oh, you're just like a little road. No, no, no. you got to drive for like two hours. And yeah, there's no hours. airport. There's no airport yeah, here. Sucks. <laughs> and then they, obviously and we talked green, about which makes them amazing. Yeah, there's not enough green in the Premier League. But so uh in rounding out, you know, recapping my uh relegation candidates, Burnley in 18th, Crystal Palace in 19th, Watford a distant 20th. We're probably going to be totally wrong on all of these. We're going to keep if, it. We're going to we're going to go back, I we're going to go back at Christmas. 
get a top half finish from Brighton, I will dance on this show in a fucking seagull shirt that I have to buy. I thought you were going to say something else. And I was like, nobody wants to see that. Um, but no, we're excited about it. We're going to, we, we are going to hold ourselves accountable. We're going to go back around Christmas. We're going to go back at the end of the year. We're going to uh, call it out and see who was right. Who was wrong. Who was hilariously moronic with their predictions. So uh, if you've made it to this part of the show, we love you very, very much, especially Angela. She's awesome. Um, but Mike, uh, staying up till 1am. Oh, don't be silly. I'm excited. Killing I can't it. sleep. I'm like a kid on Christmas Eve right now. I'm very excited. Exciting. Even though it's not Christmas Eve, it's like a week before Christmas. I think I, think um, I have a game to go to on Thursday. San Diego Loyal, who have been nice. playing like Arsenal. Like shitty. Yeah, well, slow, that's tough. That's tough. Landon Donovan-esque you gotta, crap. You got to understand, my level of excitement is post-Mourinho. Like ding-dong, the witch is dead. Okay, it feels new. And the thing is, is we haven't talked enough about Nuno Espirito Santo. I'm falling, in, I'm falling in love with him. It's not so much that he's good or bad. It's that he's lovable. And I just wanted that. I had Pochettino. I had Mourinho. And now I have Nuno. And I'm like, I'm okay with this. This is this is better. So we are excited. We are officially in season two of the Squeaky Bum Time podcast. Me and Laurent have been doing this for a whole fucking year, almost a full year technically calendar-wise, but 90 episodes. Uh, and we're going to bring you a hell of a lot more than 90 more. So we've got the Chop Sports guys' support. We are super excited about it. And we're going to stop talking now so we can finally get some sleep. Laurent, let's get out of here. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe where you get your podcast or Twitch or YouTube or Facebook, anywhere you can watch us and so you don't miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate, review the show so we can get more people to listen. And I am sleepy, and Mike is very sleepy. Tottenham for top four. Let's go.